1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 174 of the 77 Club. Harry hit with some socials. The Wall 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram, at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter, iTunes, Spotify, all the platforms. Please subscribe. Subscribe and Jack Williams is here. Hi, hi everybody. Uh, right, okay, well we may as well start proceedings with Brighton, seeing as it's just finished. 101 minutes or 102 minutes of Premier League football, Harry. Um, we were talking just before we started recording that we reckon that is the first time we've beaten Brighton since our return to the Premier League. Uh, I believe I can't I can't think that, of a yeah, win. Away. There was a yeah yeah. It was a it was a, we were three one up I think during uh, the last lockdown and, and drew three all. Well, um, Gibbs White. There was Gibbs White at home where he scored the winner. Mm. last season mm. oh wow well, yeah that's, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the one that we won the money on Harry when we did half time yes time. Yeah. I, could, I had that bet on tonight as well I had Brighton half time Wolves full time but obviously didn't come in now we, we're doing a little bit of a strange way around normally we talk about Man City but we thought because it's fresh in the memory we'll start with Brighton um, but uh, there were changes Harry because of what happened against Manchester City obviously uh, Raul Jimenez uh, getting sent off with two yellows in that one we'll talk about that later uh, Trincao coming in for him Pedence and Huang completed a completely fresh front three Have, haven't seen it before under Bruno um, thoughts? Uh, I was kind of happy but I would have started Adama personally instead of Trincao um, I think it cements Fabio Silva's going in January doesn't it on loan at least yeah. as long as we bring additions in and I was pretty content with it to be honest but for me Trincao had a lot to prove and throughout the whole game on the whole I think he had a poor game again very lightweight Um just seems weak. He's, he's, he goes on the odd good run, but his decision-making don't seem the best. And out of the three, I think he had the, the worst game for me. So I think Trincao's got a lot to do if he wants to become a Wolves player permanently, in my opinion. And we were worried that Xavi might be uh, in for him in January, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. More chance of him putting his boots back on, I think, for Barcelona. Um, Jack, we all, I think, wanted Adama to start and we only had to wait 15 minutes for him to uh, come into the side. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know whether that's lucky or unlucky. It depends which way you look at it, really. But I, th- I did think, looking at that front three of Trincao, Huang and Podence, that it just didn't have that that spark, really, and that sort of a, definitely that physical presence that if you have Jimenez or, or Traore playing, that you know you're going to have, really. So 
but but you never know because it was only had 10 15 minutes and obviously Huang took his knock a few minutes before he actually went off so you don't know how it was actually going to pan out in the end but um so yeah Huang went off and um I mean, the whole first half was pretty terrible, wasn't it, really, particularly from a Wolves point of view. I mean, Brighton were probably slightly the better team, but in terms of the, the first half as a whole, it was pretty, pretty, pretty terrible. And I, it, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if it was another nil-nil and it was like the Norwich and Burnley games, the way it was sort of shaping up. But second half, obviously, I think Bruno works his magic in the dressing room. We come out and we do look more of a threat and it's a much more open and attacking game for both sides, really. Um I, I was forgetting that actually we did score in the first half didn't we so apart from that a goal in the first <laughs> half <laughs> I keep forgetting that but um, mm-hmm. it was a great ball from Neves and says his finish oh. but the guy, in terms of uh, the second half was a much more open and entertaining contest but it's a shame that we didn't just add to our tally really which is kind of the story of our season because we had the chances to didn't we uh, Harry late late goal in that first half and I think Bayliss would normally maybe pick this kind of game to say this is the kind of game where says will pop up great finish but uh, just a delightful ball from Neves yeah, first of all, I don't know how we ended up going one nil up because, like Jack said, I think Brighton slightly <laughs> edged it. Apart from Neves having a long ranger, I think Sace's shot was the only other one, wasn't it? And the pass, oh, it was a crap corner, wasn't it? We, we were really just about corner. to say that's about yeah. to be laughing. It's just terrible like, corner. A corner that looks like Neves, and then honestly, inch perfect pass in it. And mm. to be fair to Sace, if that's a striker putting that away you know like a 20 goal a season striker they'd all be creaming over it the commentators wouldn't they it's a great finish so yeah and then it's Operation Shithouse and try and hold on but like Jack mentioned <laughs> we come out we come out and God we could have had three Pedence if he could finish Traore was actually making the right decisions for once laying people in and yeah but we didn't add to it and we ground out the victory and for me I just want to say going into this game although we are struggling with injuries Brighton's injuries crisis was probably worse than ours. So for me, a win was a must tonight. And I'm just so happy we got it. Um, no room for eight Norrie, Jack. Um, but he was injured in the war, wasn't he? You know, oh, it, yeah. it comes back to this small squad syndrome again, doesn't it? Yeah, that was a disappointment because obviously he was he was named in the team originally. But mm-hmm. uh, we said this in a group actually. To be fair, Marcel came in. You can't knock any of the defenders tonight. They're all solid, really, mm-hmm. and they all did did really really well and did exactly what they wanted to do. I know Bright had a couple of chances, particularly that one in the first half, which was like uh, Carnew esque the way they he hit <laughs> over the bar from about a, a yard and a half out. But you know, even in the second half when they were press, pressing a bit, you know, we still probably looked the more attacking threat on the break to go and score really. So. They've done really well. Uh, looking back across the last few games, really, players like Kilman and like Cody, we've given Cody a lot of stick, man. Cody's been yeah. great lately. Cody's mm. been really, really good. And I think because we've called him out in the past as, uh, when he has uh, sort of been the weak link, we need to give him praise now because of how well, well he's done in recent weeks. So fair play to him. But the, the entire, uh, whoever's playing defence, they look solid, really, unless it's Yana Hoover for, for 90 seconds of the league. Game. <laughs> um, so, so you, you know, you can't you can't really fault them. And it, it's, it was definitely a good performance defensively. And it was nice that we actually decided to turn it on in the second half. It's an attacking threat as well, really, um, which, which was promising. And I think it was helped by the fact that Adama was on the pitch because otherwise he might not have come on till 70 minutes. You know how mm. it is sometimes. And it could have been yeah. an entirely different prospect, but he always gives you that threat, particularly on the break. And uh, it's a shame Ponus doesn't have his shooting boots on because, uh, you know, 
other players like Jota would have buried that, wouldn't he? So, <laughs> <laughs> just for context, we have been uh, bickering in the WhatsApp group today, and uh, I've been saying that Pedence uh, is better than Jota. Really? Uh, Hungry like the wolf says, large been trying the guys at emergency centre backs this week. Sace is putting his name in the hat for emergency centre forward. <laughs> I think he's got a, he's got a point there, Harry. But but on the point of the centre backs. He's been trying players there. I mean, realistically, it's only going to be Dendonka. I think it's got a, a shout for it. But I mean, I thought he did well when he came on. Well, he went on long, was he? But he he was just there to do a job. He always seems to make that sub, doesn't he, Bruno? Negative rather than positive. Um, I know Fabio come on as well, but that's right at the end. Just on, I know you mentioned the centre-backs things, but another message from Hungry Like the Wolf. I've got to read this out because uh, I don't know where he is skiing in the Alps somewhere. Hey, lads, totally typical that Bayes is not here. The night tomato is immense. I think, like Jack said, the whole back five, you like, the two wing-backs and the three centre-backs, all brilliant. And I thought Marcel, in particular, going forward, I thought he put some good balls in. Yes, they were yeah. probably kind of hopeful because Pedence was stood in there. And he ain't going to win the headers, is he, to put them away? But <laughs> Marcel, Samedo, brilliant, really. I know first half, we didn't create anything. But second half, I thought uh, even attacking, the wing-backs were good. And as we've mentioned, defensively, spot on, really. I mean, our defence, we saw Man City put seven goals in the other night. We managed to limit them to one, which we're going to talk about <laughs> in a minute. So, fair play to them. He had the absolute bullet as well, didn't he, Marcel? He just hit the post. Oh, yeah. Remember that? I forgot about that. That, yeah. was, that, was, that was travelling, that was. So, uh, fair play to him. Good shot, really. Mate, he's, I mean, he's, Marcel's finishing. And, and back on uh, Sace as well, his finish. Remember his uh, goal away at Leeds in lockdown when he was offside when he pelted one bottom <laughs> yeah. corner? He likes yeah. those bottom corner finishes, doesn't he? So, that comment about him being I'm, an emerging striker is probably uh, not too bad. <laughs> the thing I liked about Sace as well is the fact that he, if you watch when he puts it in the net, he immediately looks over to the linesman. Because he thinks like I'm oh, on side here. And apparently he that back. was Sace, the post bullet. Uh, oh, was it? I thought it, it was, was Sace, Marcel. not Marcel. Yeah, who smashed that? Oh, post. oh right, there we yeah. go. Good job. I watched the game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so Sace looks over to see if he's if he's on side or not, and then he watched the replay back. And if, like with VAR now, you're always just watching, aren't you, for the replay? He's on the edge mm-hmm. of the seat. He's about three yards on side, but oh, he yeah. never plays that yeah, pass. Perfectly pass. Like close, what but, a pass! Yeah, just yeah, great finish. Um, but I suppose, Harry, the, the one that I think a lot of people were, were talking about when the team sheet came out was Fabio Silva. And I think if, if he isn't going to get his chance now when we've got no strikers and <laughs> one of them is suspended so literally can't play, still getting 90 seconds at the end of a 102-minute game, it's, it's not looking good for him, is it? Yeah, you can tell by his body language as well when every time the camera come on to him tonight when he's warming up and yeah. down, he's just like, I oh, know I'm not coming on. And I know uh, Bayliss called um, Tim Spears a fish paper journalist when he wrote that story about the Burnley game where they had to tell him to warm up. So I don't know how true that is. But with Fabio, at times, I was getting a bit frustrated when we were kind of hanging on because look, Pedence, Adama and Trinkau are not players that are going to hold the ball up the old-fashioned way, are they? Fabio probably ain't too much better at it, but he's probably got the attributes a bit better than those three. So I would have liked to see him come on a bit earlier. One, it's a positive move to try and get a second goal. And two, he could probably hold the ball up a little bit better and relieve some pressure. So I felt sorry for him tonight. I think it was a, a, a decent time to bring him on around the 70th minute mark and not bring Dendonka on instead. I hate that sub when he does that. Yeah. Too negative the, for me. The thing is with Fabio though, because people have been questioning his performances in like the under twenty ones and the under twenty threes, or and you know, and the Portuguese national team and these sorts of things. So if he's not pulling up trees there, yeah, then is he gonna is he gonna really come on in the Premier League for Wolves? I think what's happened is Bruno's come in. He's had a good look at him now. You know, he's had 
you know, five, six months looking at him and he's sort of thinking, is he is he our second striker in the Premier League? Like there's something probably not quite right here. Nothing against him. He's just he's just young and inexperienced and obviously needs to be playing football to, to develop. And um yeah, I think a low move um will potentially be the best thing for him. But it's just the price tag. And if we paid five million, not thirty five yeah, million, exactly. then we wouldn't even be talking about this now as a thing. But it's because he's had that level of expectation because he's a near record signing or joint record signing for the whole club at such a young age that immediately he's always going to be the focus of these sorts of things. And, you know, it, it, say what you want about Bailey's, but arguably he's right when he's, do you think we have paid 70 million for Samedo and, and Silver combined? It's a lot of money for us, isn't it? And, um, you know, he, he, with that sort of price tag comes some, some expectation. I know he's on a long contract, but he's, you know, it's in the second year of it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, good point. Good point. Where's he go, Harry? I mean, that's the the real difficulty here. Is that he's he's not built. Is he built for the championship? I mean, Tammy Abraham did it, didn't he? Went to Bristol City on loan and and scored yeah. a lot of goals goals for them. But it is a it's a more physical league, and he, he doesn't seem to have that um, yeah. physicality yet, does he? And maybe that's a little bit down to his age. Maybe it's a bit down to his genetics as well. He doesn't look like he's ever going to be that kind of player that fills out. But I think if he wants to make it for Wolves eventually in a few years, he's got to stay in England, hasn't he? There's no point in going back out to Agreed. a foreign league. He's got to try and get used to the English game. Yes, the Championship's probably a bit more physical in the Premier League, but it's a step down. You've meant you've given some examples of players that have gone down, done well and come back. He's so young still, we forget it. And it is because of the price tag. It just, you know, it makes people think he should be way better than what he is. And you never know, in three or four years' time, he could be an absolute killer. We just don't know, do we? He could blossom. So get him in the Championship, I guess. And let's just hope he can do well because it's not it's not an easy league to go to, is it? It's risky though, isn't it? Like I mean, look at like yeah. Rafa Mur. He like couldn't get in the Forest team and then goes to Spain and then he Smashes was like the hot it. property. Like it is mm. it is very very different. Although it's football and it's high level football, it's very different in in uh, in some aspects. So either way, I think they have to be very careful with it because also if he comes into you know on loan to a club in the Championship and he's this. 35 million pound wonder kid people are going to have a point to prove against him aren't they straight away and just kick him up in the air so is that good for his development also but, yeah getting kicked every yeah. week for even more games let's see 46 games rather than uh, the yeah. 38 but yeah yeah no good point um, I th- BT gave Romain Saceman the match against Brighton Harry do you agree with that? yeah it's hard to argue against that he scored a goal defended well I think he probably deserves it probably could give Neves a shout as well for his amazing assist and he worked harder than a one on bricklayer as we always say so <laughs> yeah I think um, someone in the defence I think deserved it and also that chance Brighton had just after we scored when Saar pulled off the save and then their player mm. missed from like I don't know how he missed to be honest but <laughs> it, could, it should have been 1-1 at half time shouldn't it really yeah, but, yeah, yeah, it should o- been, yeah. overall we deserved it because of the, the amount of chances we created early on in the second half so the right team won and I'm glad we won because if we didn't I'd have been so disappointed with the hard fixtures we've got coming up now after Oh, I was looking at the clock and just thinking, like, would this be a first if Wolves let in a 111th minute equaliser? Like, <laughs> and because you just think it's going to happen, you? especially when we gave away those two sort a of cheapest free kicks yeah. right, right at the end. But luckily, that's what I mean. They didn't, even though they were they were pressing us, Brighton, they didn't really have that many chances in the second half, did they? Not in many clear cut ones. That no. that one that they missed in the first half was the uh, by far the pick of the bunch, I think. And we just look, we did look comfortable, even though I didn't want to jinx it. Even when they brought the keeper up for the the last yeah. corner of the game, but um, so yeah, if you're looking at man a match, you've got to give it to a defender, I think, really. So say considering he's he scored and uh, 
you know, nearly, nearly scored a second as well. Yeah. That's that's fair enough, I think, really. But honourable mentions to both the win-backs, particularly Marcel. We didn't think he was going to play until 15 minutes before. And as I said earlier, Cody and Kilman have been really, really good lately. And yeah. you can't moan. Perfect. I think we've got a clean, clean sweep uh, of that. And um, let's go on to the game that meant Jimenez missed out. Lots of lots to talk about, probably for all the wrong reasons, Harry. Um, it was all going swimmingly until uh, Jimenez makes uh, a poor di- poor judgment. I just want to read um, Garth Crooks um, when he's his team of the week for the BBC, and he was talking about Raheem Sterling. Um, I hate false centre forwards, but if you must force a square peg into a round hole, you can do much worse than play Sterling there. However, I'm a big fan of Raul Jimenez, but I can't for the life of me understand why the striker was so belligerent about referee John Moss's orders to get 10 yards away from the free kick he had given away in the first place. It was the most blatant disregard for authority I've seen on a football pitch for some time. Not only was the official right to send the player off, but if I were his manager, I would have fined him a week's wages as well. There is now out the sending off cost wolves the match and Jimenez should feel the weight of that loss through his pocket um is that an overreaction <laughs> well yeah and it does surprise me coming from him because he's an idiot but um first of all everyone said it the first one the booking was very harsh but once he's booked it's just a moment of madness from him and he's it not thinking yeah. it's, a, it's a brain fart from him and he's let his teammates down and then obviously the, the heroics they showed to try and hang on and, and keep us in the game was really good. And if he'd have stayed on the pitch, could we have nicked a draw? You never know, do you, with the, the way we defended? So one of them got absolutely battered, obviously, because of because what we already spoke about. Kilman had that header, didn't he, late on, I remember. Mm-hmm. That, um, that was probably the only chance we really had. But yeah, one of them. The penalty was absolutely farcical. I know we'll probably come on to that. VAR's a joke. And um, heroic performance. And after seeing their result after, when they put seven goals in, I think you've got to say it was quite a... Quite a good effort from the lads, really. Just on the Jimenez situation, Jack, do you think if those uh, situations had happened the other way around, that Jimenez would have stayed on the pitch? I think you could probably say that about the the penalty decision as well. And I always question this quite a lot, lot particularly when we're talking about big six clubs. Um, I think what had happened, he'd already booked a couple of City players, hadn't he? And mm-hmm. I think he was looking to sort of level it up a little bit. And he, he had a poor game. On match of the day, they said he had a poor game. Everyone knew he had a very poor game. Peter Walton did. And, and, well, <laughs> yeah, me too. Peter, he loves Peter, them, Peter, doesn't he? Yeah. Why do they bother with him? What a complete oh. waste of time. Oh, I think he was fantastic. Yeah, I can't even do the impression. <laughs> before, <laughs> but if, if Raul Moat was a referee, Peter Walton said he had a good day. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> Um, so I think what we're still trying to do is trying to like level it up a little bit, just level, level <laughs> yeah. it up a little bit. And he sees, sees a sliding tackle, which watching it back, it's, it's not a yellow card, is it? Particularly when it's even as his first. Like if that was like his second or third, maybe yeah, give him a yellow card. But, Poor but, referee, I, yeah. but I agree, it's just it's just stupid from from the point that uh, from what he's doing there. And it, to fair, it's not even uh, fair play is arguing. Fair play has been un, un, uh, he's got books when he shouldn't have been. Or, well, arguably shouldn't have been in, in any Wolves fan or any football fan's opinion. But then just, what, why, is, why doesn't he just move away? And even, it's not even the moving away. Why does he then just just let him take the free kick? And But he tries to put his foot out, doesn't he? If he just stood there, mm-hmm. he would never yeah. get pulled up on that because he's not no. interfering with play. But he just, oh yeah, it's just, it's just stupid. But again, again, if you're looking at the two things on paper and you're thinking he's had one really, really soft yellow card and then... Players don't always get booked for stopping the play. They sometimes get a warning, particularly in the first half. If you were doing it when it was 93 minutes, you'd definitely get booked for it. So he's basically taken two things which are sort of like 
half bookings and turned it into a red card. Yeah. And would it have happened the other way? No, I don't think it would. And the thing is, then moving on to the penalty, would we have got that penalty if it was the other way around? And I asked myself that at the time, to be fair, the time from where I was stood, because I was was at the game, but it's on the opposite end of the pitch. I thought it was handball because his arm was up and I thought, I thought, shit, they're going to look at that. They're they're definitely going to give it. And when it wasn't overturned, I thought that it must have been blatant handball his arms away from his body it wasn't until the next morning actually because i was hammered that i watched you back on match of the day i had like three eight moments before 10 a.m um but it wasn't until the next day i watched it back i thought that's that's dodgy that is like and yeah. and the var excuses are oh we can't prove it definitely wasn't handball but surely handball is either handball or not if you can't prove it mm. was and it's not handball it's, right, yeah. it's just just ridiculous. But um, would we have got that the other way if that was the ninety third minute and it had gone against just a Man City player? No, no chance ever. No, I, I don't think we would. And Peter Walton, a lot of things happen in this in this league. He's so. literally the only person I've seen. Correct me if I'm wrong. Who actually thinks it was the right decision? Every other referee I've seen that's come out have said it's the wrong decision. But, even, every, even, every fan, even when it was going through the motions of the replays, he was saying, oh, I think this is going to get chalked off. It didn't happen. And then he changed his mind. What's the point? What is the point? Why did BT hire him? What's the point of him? He, he, he's just, you may as well just go to like a hand puppet. It's like, go, you know no, it's I like, agree with the ref. Do you know uh, uh, Dodsey, is it on Mike Bassett? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Great team. Brilliant, brilliant. But they're not playing very well lately. They're like, no, no, no. Terrible team. Terrible tactics. That's what Peter Walton's like, in it? If they give the decision, yeah, yeah. Correct decision. But they have overruled it, Peter. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely handball. He's just that is literally him in a nutshell on BT. Oh, there's a video in that, <laughs> definitely. Oh, 100%. It, I mean, a, a lot of words were banded about after the game, and most of them, most of the tweets I saw included corruption. I mean, I was sat in the pub watching it, and there was the um, Arsenal West Ham go- game going on at the same time, and, and the Arsenal fans were still talking about that penalty and just how ridiculous it was. I mean, if everybody else can see it, Jack, how can the people at Stockley Park know? Because Andre Mariner and he's a liability Villa as well. Fan. He's a Villa fan, and isn't he? Like, he's a Villa like, fan. It, it, it does stink. The whole thing does stink. And it's like, if if you're... The whole point of... The whole of last season, they were having offsides, which are offsides by someone's sleeve, and they're 100% certain of that, so they can rule it out. But yeah. when it clearly doesn't hit his arm and it's handball, they're like, oh, hang on. We can't be 100% sure because we've only got three camera angles. And he <laughs> could have could have hit it on the... On the the other way if they were looking at that way so it again it just it, it goes back to it and I honestly don't think it would have been given the other way no, at all no. I mean with Peter Walton I remember last season there was something that I think it was in a Spurs game where VAR, uh, there was an incident given and, and uh, VAR later came out and got it wrong but at the time Peter Walton agreed with it and then after they got it wrong after after the post match like actually yeah looking at it, yeah I think it yeah. was wrong it's just, it's, just, it's just ridiculous it's just stupid but I can't get the dodgy thing out of my head now <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> class <laughs> but it's, it's not even funny is it because uh, honestly it, it wouldn't happen either way it would the first thing that wouldn't have happened is if it was at the other end of the pitch it wouldn't have been given in the first place yeah. so it wouldn't have gone with the on they can say it's gone with the on-field decision now because they've given it on the, in the first place. But the fact it's got mm. to about sixty minutes and it's nil-nil and it's now it's not going against uh, it's not keeping the uh, the, the three-way title race open now. If uh, if uh, Wolves get a point here, they're thinking, oh, hang, exactly on, hang on, what's going on? And yeah, I don't like it. Stinks, <laughs> corruption. It does. It does. It's awful. It's just it's just not what you need, is it? Uh, and it just on that weekend as well was a weekend where Liverpool and Chelsea got penalties to win games, aren't they? Yeah. And you just think, actually, what's the point? Because 
What is the point? I'm just laughing at Martin's comment. I know, yeah. Right, get your trousers off. It's me wrist. It's me wrist, Gaffer. Get your trousers off. Uh, one, sorry, we can't one, keep one, doing Mike Bassett references. Now. One thing I will say, and just this is not me being bitter, is like the atmosphere at the Etihad. It was like it was really, really poor. It was empty. It was empty seats everywhere, and you're thinking. Man City is always a team back in the day, and even in recent years, I used to credit because, like, good fans, you know, mm. good fans, good, and you know, they've been through the leagues. They're not just glory hunters, but it does seem like now, particularly when it's like, oh, it's a half-time kick against Wolves, we're going to win. Let's not bother. And that's it's that sort of tourist element mm. creeping into the club, I think, and it's kind of taken over now. That's going to be us soon. Like, like <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. We're not going to be that good, but it's got to the stage where it's just like it's a formality. We should turn it. We should win. So that's why, you know, the referee should give us the game because, you know, we should be beating this team. But they yes. were um, to play Devil's Avocado. I saw some Man City <laughs> fans on Twitter saying that, like, we're shithouses and that because, like, Sace was flopping to the floor when Sterling, like, clipped him. Do you know what I mean? They, they were trying to spin it a bit. Oh, that's the biggest we're being shithouses, time wasted and that. But we're going to do that, and we? Like, well, we're sorry, but the thing is, again, like, we were comfortable, I think. We're comfortable mm. against Liverpool defensively. We're comfortable against Man City. Uh, and it's just a stupid, a false substitution against Liverpool and a mm. stupid decision against Man City, which has meant we haven't had two clean sheets against probably the two, you know, best free, free and scoring uh, sides in the in the country slash world. So- Man, City, Man City scored their 500th Premier League goal under Pep against Leeds. Wow. That is That is mental. They nearly got their 600 in the same game as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I was going to say that, that a lot of people were saying, because Pep came out after and sort of had a go at Wolves, didn't he? Saying that, you know, they, they're anti-football, they're not coming here to play and stuff. And then everyone was obviously taking the piss against Leeds, saying, oh, he's going to come out and praise Leeds for coming and playing football. Because sometimes, yeah. Pep, you don't want to just come and lie down for you to go and steamroll everybody that, that comes up. I mean, their bench was impressive though, my God. I mean, when you take Grealish off and then De Bruyne comes on and then yeah. <laughs> Grealish's miss was bad wasn't it remember Grealish's miss I know yeah that's but um, um, talking of uh, crowds as well even like going back to the tonight's game the Brighton game I know it's a bit different but they were fucking yeah. half empty as well and they went home didn't they in the 95th minute half mm-hmm. BT made a point of I mean, showing that so fair I mean, play to the Wolves fans who travelled by the way that's dedication of night like tonight because the travel looked horrendous you see on Twitter Yes. People were turning up at like 25 past and then they did the COVID checks, don't they? And like the queues were longer than Shergar's Appa- armpit. You know what I mean? Apparently the COVID checks weren't so bad in terms of actually being able to get in. I don't know about the queues, but um, yeah. But yeah, there's, there's, it's, it's a pain to get to in it, it's, uh, particularly mm-hmm. on a, a, you've got to go hit the M25 at bloody five o'clock really. And uh, yeah. it's going to be going to be a pain. <laughs> Just go back to Man City now. I know we're jumping about between the games, but the one thing that they all said in retaliation was, oh, it doesn't matter because uh, that it wasn't Ambor because Kilman's was. And Kilman's wasn't, I don't think, either. Because it hits <laughs> his pit. They, the, whole, the whole diagram they've done about where it needs, if it hits like below the sleeve, it's Ambor. If it hits above, it's not. So you can do that and that's okay. And Martinez was there. And Martinez, yeah. yeah, it was right under his yeah. armpit. Yeah, broke his fucking ribs. <laughs> yeah. um, that's, that's what you get with entitlement. And it's like, oh, well, well, exactly. you know, we, should, we should have had this because we got one that was, wasn't right. We should have had this one that was, you know, 20% might have been. It's just ridiculous. But, yeah, you know. it's people that live on Twitter and never go to football games. Um, yeah. Was there a man the match in there from a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lovely from the pub. What, Man City? Yeah, Man City again. Sorry, Martin's just put, he's locked the bloody balls of the Opal. <laughs> Mike Bassett one. Um, 20 years old that film is. I can't oh, it's the best it. film it's ever. Great. I still love it. Uh, Man of the Match, I'll be honest, I didn't watch it fully, so I might not be able to comment, but I'm guessing another defender from a Wolves point of view, maybe Kilman. 
I think Kilman was good from what I saw. Kilman had our best chance as well, didn't he? And yeah. uh, was that solid collision game, was bad, so. wasn't it? I remember that. Yeah. Remember the collision? Yeah. Was it him and yeah. Yeah. <sighs> players? Got worried, it, really. mm. But I mean, it, it was a great performance considering we had 10 men for a half against Man City. So it's yeah. hard to be too disheartened, but you can't go to a place like Man City and then play the ref and then play the VAR because it's impossible for a team that, yeah. you know, mid-table Premier League. 12 v 10, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, it was. I mean, we're going to send the player off and then just to add in sort of injury, we're going to give a handball that doesn't hit his hand, even though we've checked it with the cameras. That's basically what happened, isn't it? So you can mm-hmm. see why people think it's corrupt because it's just bullshit. So Yeah, it is anyway, bullshit. Still still upset about it, but why? Let's say, uh, and I'm not going to let it affect me. Uh, let's have a look at the next game, which is going to be the last game that we attend as fans, obviously, um, because everything's going to go to shit after that, I imagine. Um it is Chelsea Sunday, two o'clock, the best kickoff and day for a game of football ever. Um, Chelsea playing Thursday night aren't against Everton, so Wolves have got a, that extra twenty-four hours rest day, which I think is is welcomed by everybody. Um, we'll have Jimenez back for that one, Harry. I, I'm guessing because we missed him so much against Brighton, he will just come straight back into the side. Mm, and I think he'll be in. And the way BT Sport was implying is if we like rested Adama tonight for the Chelsea game type thing. So, but because he had to come in, come on so early, he had that much rest, has he? But I assume he'll be starting too. You'd think, but look, it's Chelsea. Well, Hang's gonna be in, didn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Huang's into two, so definitely. Um, Chelsea were my picks to win the league at the beginning of the season. I, I still think they might do it. It's a tough game, isn't it? It's a free hit. We've got our three three points against Brighton, which was huge. It's just let's have a bit of a go. It's going to be a soak of pressure job, isn't it? Trying it on the counter. And what's what's gonna happen this time? We're gonna defend really, really well. Fucking beach ball, lose one nil. <laughs> like, so, yeah, it's gonna be something like that, and it's the same thing again because we keep playing these good teams and thinking it's a free hit, and we keep losing one nil. Yeah, when we play when we played overall quite well, we need to be getting some points from these at some point because if anything, it's just unjust. I think we should have taken. I can't believe we've got no points from like you're thinking of the games against Leicester, against Spurs, against Man United, against Liverpool, and against Man City. We've got no. No points, and we lost them all one nil. And the performances deserved way more than that. So someone's got to give us some points, and I hope it will. But I'm just worried about the Christmas. We haven't, um, we haven't mentioned it. Wasn't it just nice to see a score a goal tonight as well? Oh, I was getting, I, I was starting to get worried, like man. I was like, what was it? Nil, 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 nil. One nil last, one nil last. We didn't yeah. hardly look like scoring. Um, someone just put in the comments, by the way. Good shout. Cody's clearance off the line against City was amazing. I forgot, about that. I forgot yeah. to mention yeah. that. Class. But yeah, yeah, it's just nice to score. I know Say scored and it's a defender. We'd rather have a forward player score, but hopefully the floodgates will open against Chelsea now. <laughs> <laughs> just hopefully they're going the right way. Um, if there's a decision to be made, uh, left wing back, Jack, who would you pick? I mean, you've got the experience of Marcel, which you know could pay dividends against a very good Chelsea side, but then you want almost want the trickery and energy of eight Noring. I mean, if they're both fit, it's almost like the one position that we have adequate cover in, isn't it? To Just honest, about adequate, yeah. Yeah, I mean, eight has been brilliant and I like everyone likes him because he's a bit more attacking, isn't he? But the fact that you get to bring, uh, to bring Marcel in, um, <laughs> you know, so... Obviously, I think Aitnuri has played himself into being the first choice because he's been, you know, you know, been really good the last few games. But um, but Marcel's good cover. I mean, and the way it's going when we lose Sace and potentially Bolly and everything. Um, what? No, carry on. I'm just like, you've got to stop her. <laughs> so we need to give Cody a shout out as we look him on his shit. He's literally turned into prime Gary Wackett. Oh, you know Gary Wackett, is it? Is yeah. It's oh, fucking uh, kill him. Yeah. Oh. Oh, sorry, Jack. You talk about. Bobby, I can't remember man. what I was saying. There. No, to be fair, that one Cody. Years 
go. Just to keep it on Cody, since that error he made against Spurs in the League Cup, he is honestly I'm Cody's biggest critic, and I he has been really good since then. Fantastic, but yeah, prime Gary Wackett. He ain't that good, but I know what you mean, Martin. I know what you mean. Absolutely. Yeah, what was the point? My point was that Marcel might play centre back anyway, so at some point soon. Yeah, left centre back maybe. Bit small though. Any that's only worries me about that. Airily is a bit of a midget. Yeah. yeah, he's not. He's not the biggest, is he? To be fair. But Hoover can play centre back. Uh, yeah, that's where he played for Liverpool. Well, it's, it's oh, no, fucking opponents there, shall we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why not? Fucking Penfold at centre back. But will it even be on? Like you mentioned about COVID, and that is flying uh, around the Premier League, isn't it? That's the thing. Yeah, I think it was forty-two cases in the last round of testing. They're, they're testing a lot more, but um, it's the most that they've had during the during the pandemic. So. Um, uh, this is going to be the first game that we're going to have to show vaccine passports or a lateral flow, isn't it, um, to get into the ground. Um, midfield stays the same. I, I was sat there looking at Martinho tonight, Harry, thinking, how is he 35 years old? How has he got this yeah. much energy? I wish I, I want to have that much energy when I'm I'm this old. I, I mean, we've said it We said it early on this season on the podcast. I thought he was finished, to be honest. I was so worried. No, he's we Portuguese. Like... <laughs> yeah, finished. He's only 35. No, uh... <laughs> No, he's he's done well. Let's put it that way. I mean, Dendonk is obviously the backup man who we bring on, as we've mentioned, on about the 70th minute to shore things up. He's come in a few times, hasn't he, Dendonk? He's even tried Dendonk and Martino. I think Southampton away was one of them. Leeds, I think. But yeah, fair play to Martino. He, he keeps going and we need him to keep going because, as we've mentioned, if one of those midfielders get injured, we're in trouble. But I think he'll start against Chelsea, definitely. Uh, Jack, same, I guess, for you. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if they played the three midfielders, to be honest. Um, I know it's a bit weird when we're at home, and that was kind of a thing for Man City, but it wouldn't surprise me if Martinho, Dindonka and Nevers all start. But when you're thinking you're at home and you want those outballs, particularly on the wings, then I think, yeah, you probably keep uh, Nevers and Martinho and uh, the front three. Obviously, I'm assuming Huang's going to still be out, particularly if he's done his hamstring. Um then you've got to play. You've got to play Adama in these sort of big games. Adama, Jimenez, and then maybe Podence. I don't, I don't think Trinkrau's done enough, uh, particularly yeah. after the Brighton performance. He just gave away the ball too many yeah, times in key areas in the blue art in the, in the first half. So, mm. yeah, he's like small zooming. Um, <laughs> let's do a score prediction, Harry. Uh, I think if you've got to, you've got to go off what's happened previously. We have defended like heroes, so I'm not going to say a stupid score and say Chelsea are going to win four 0 or something. So I, I think be a really tight, really really tight. But they get us two 0 in the end. Do you know what I mean? Like they score late on just to seal it, and we've been heroic. So two 0 Chelsea probably, but really tight. A, a heroic display, but a loss. Yeah. Uh, Jack, we've got to get something from one of these games at some point. We've got to because it's just it's we can't just lose one 0 again. So I'm going to say we're going to get a point. Whether it be 1-0 or 0-0, I'm not quite sure, but I'll go with 0-0. Uh, Perfect. Okay. Uh, well, I'm obviously going to go for 2-1. For um, oh, man, I, I've got to tell you this. I had an absolute stink the other day. I was trying to be clever because I was watching the um, Crystal Palace-Everton game at the weekend, and I thought I'd lost on one of my bets because I was just having a bet because I wanted to make it more interesting. I thought, oh, the cash-out option's still there. I'll take the 17p. <laughs> Right, because I'm that I'm that tight. Right, <laughs> I cashed out the wrong one, and I had three one Palace, oh. sixteen to one. You cashed out the wrong. Uh, yeah, you had a beer at this point. I had a beer at this point. I thought, oh, <laughs> trying, to be, trying to be clever for the seventeen p. Fucking hell! Talking of bets, Sam, 
We ain't got the betting man here tonight, have we? We haven't got the betting man, so I don't know if you can sort us out with some bets. If you whip it up, I'll quickly whip him up on there. Whip him up. If Jack's got some, Jack's got some ticket news. I've just I've just opened the Wolves ticket page because I I knew this was coming actually. So you have to. I haven't looked at it before, so bear with me, caller. Home games. I think there's still a few left for Watford actually. On the yeah, there's a few. There's a few knocking about. Not a lot. Probably. Just over a hundred for what for the Boxing Day, um, so there is still a chance to get there. Still on sale to the members, I think. Um, so the FA Cup game, actually, which for some reason I, I don't know if anyone knows why. Why is this at two o'clock on Sunday? Somebody in the comments might because Albion are playing their game. Oh, is it to do with too many local teams being at home yeah. at the same time? Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know if it's going to be like streamed somewhere, or like a foreign country or something. But anyway. Uh, Really boring tie, really terrible kickoff time, but luckily it's only 15 quid. So I think they've done quite right there with the pricing. I don't think that's too bad, really. So the 9th of January is a Sunday. Adult tickets, £15 for that one. Season ticket holders can reserve their seat now. In terms of the away games, Arsenal's now sold out, which we knew was going to happen. And tickets for Man United are now on the points, starting with uh, 1100 which went on sale today and then working their way down from there. Probably won't stick around too long for that because it's uh, obviously Man United away, very popular. But the allocation is 3,100, which is a little bit more, more than we normally get. Perfect. Um, Harry's got some betting yeah. odds. So we're obviously, as you can imagine, massive underdogs. We're six to one just to beat Chelsea on Bet365. The draw's 11 to four. So that's what Jack wanted in it. A 1 1 draw, 7 to one. So if you think we're going to get a score draw, mine and Jack's favourite bet Chelsea to be winning at half time, Wolves to be winning at full time, 50 to one. Ooh, <laughs> like, like that. Yeah. Um, wow. That's about it, really. Oh, got the my, my, my basic comments in the comment section. Um, it's a real, it's a shame that Ramirez doesn't still play for Chelsea. Yeah, you have three for Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> have we got? Can we get the Semedo bet in there? Because I don't think anything's uh, ever going to top the four thousand to one. With it. I'll tell you what, just him to score is. So Semedo we- to score first, 80 to 1, or last oh. 80 to 1, to score any time, 33 to 1, which is huge, isn't it? Just for a player. That is big, yeah, yeah. For the player doesn't score any goals, yeah. The thing, with Sem- the thing with like Semedo, though, against Man City, it would have happened if he hasn't got sent off. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we've got, um, nailed on. In, in the comments, lads, we've got a lot of a later arrivals. They're like, what a win tonight, but obviously we've already spoke about the game. Yeah. And we've got a lot of live viewers too, by the way. The just, just, actually, just going back to the Samada thing, because I was going to put a tenner on it because I thought it was 4,000 to one. I thought, you know, it's 40 grand, I'll do it. The Skype <laughs> said, no, you can only have four quid. They wouldn't let me put any more than So Why so four quid? Money, What's the, where's the science in that? Oh, I don't know. They just limited me, didn't they? Because uh, it's 20 yeah. grand, is it? Or it would have 18. still been 20 grand, which would have still been nice. It would have paid for the day. But... Um, <laughs> 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 yeah. We paid when, for the um, bombs at 10 a.m. In the Brighton game tonight, I had a fiver on Samado any time. I think it was 18 to 1. When he went through, and then like, he cut it across the box, didn't he? Mm. Like, to be fair, shoot. Drink out to the goal. But I was watching it back. And like, I, he did everything right there. He hit it a bit hard, yeah. to be fair. Samado, but that's exactly where you want to put the ball because Trink out, no, no, nobody ever bombs in, do they? For us. A no. predator striker, a natural striker, is on the end of that all day, aren't they? They just know to be there. Yeah, like Frank yeah, Elsky. yeah, and we, yeah, we, <laughs> we, yeah, we just don't have that that sort of player now, do we? Uh, perfect, right? Okay, well, I, th- I think that's pretty much it. I mean, we're going to talk about the new COVID measures, but 
It's, <laughs> I mean, it's like, we can talk about it a bit because the pictures that I think Nathan Judah put a few on and there's a few I saw, the queues going round the ground at Brighton tonight. But as Jack mentioned, I think the queues did go down fairly quick, which makes me think, how do they check them that quick? Because if they're checking them properly, it's not going to be that fast, isn't it? And we've just got to turn up early Sunday, haven't we? Because if we do what we normally do and turn up at five to two, we're just going to miss kickoff, haven't we? If they're checking mm. it really thoroughly. Um but what is it, lateral flow or your COVID passport to get in? You've got to wear a mask yeah. in the ground, I think, haven't you? You've got to wear it in not, the stand. Have you got to play in the seat, have you? They weren't tonight in Brighton. Like. Yeah, but it, we probably should get this right because obviously people are listening to this, but... There is. I did see something about it. That, says, about it says bring a face. It says bring a face covering. So I mean, that might be face covering within the concourse, the, stand, the yeah. bar area. So, but I mean, when you're you're pretty much outside, aren't you? When you're in the. To be fair, the atmosphere has been that dead at Molyneux lately. You don't matter if people cover their mouths, does it? In the stands, because we don't sing anyway well, anymore. I, I've got one bit of information actually, which is uh, quite. Well, I think it will probably impact a lot of people. A lot of people were concerned about um, having to show their COVID pass and then if the name or on it isn't matching the ticket they're using. So like people who share season tickets and if they're using their COVID pass, are they going to check the names against it? But one of my friends actually rung the ticket office to confirm that and they said they're only going to be checking to see if you've got the pass. They're not going to be cross-referencing it against the tickets or anything silly. So you won't be turned away, basically. If you turn There's no one on the turnstiles anyway. Season ticket. Yeah, true. But yeah, I think people were worried about it, but just in case they had said, okay, this, this, the your COVID pass has to uh, match your season ticket and this sort of, it's not that level, it's not that level of uh, checking, so don't worry about it. Um, don't well, not for home games anyway. Whether it be different away games, I don't know. It's going to be the ticket there, so it's going to be. Uh, oh, Jack, I'll ask you a question actually, because I was speaking to our mate Finners. I, I mentioned him on every podcast, but he said he went to Leeds, and he said literally the stewards were just like, are "You got are you double vaccinated? You got your pass?" And someone just go, "Yeah," and they just let him through. Was it like that? Did you get checked? Uh, I don't even. I don't remember anything at Leeds. The only, only time oh, I've had trouble. The, <laughs> the, the first time, the, the only time we had trouble getting in was the first game of the season. It was Leicester, and the reason for that was. That oh, they that. they didn't have digit their digital tickets rather than yeah. actual paper tickets, and there were some cases where the t- digital tickets didn't work, and then they would say, "Well, you need to." They would check it against your actual pass name, yeah. and if it didn't match, they wouldn't let you in. It happened to um, uh, Matt's dad. See, I've been um, to a couple of away games. Obviously, most of the home ones we've ne- well we've never been checked at home yet, have we? Um, away that list no, one I never got checked. They I can't. Think I was well, early. Like, one, what they can't be, can't be too painful. Like the one thing is, it'll just cause commotion, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Just cause commotion. You just end up pissing off like all your fans, really. So you know, give it a quick check. But I don't think it's going to be as bad as some people are fearing because they're not going to. They'd have to change the process if there's ten thousand people still outside at ten past three. Well, yeah, I, I, think it's, 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 I think it's going to be a shit show, personally. I think it's going to be really bad on Sunday. Yeah, um, right. Okay. Um, Seb says, Sam, weren't you on the picture of the Tory Christmas party? Have That's such that an inside joke. Seb, Nobody's going to get that, though. Seb, there, were, there was no party and no rules are broken. Uh, perfect. Right. We'll, we'll leave that there for, for oh, another Sam, week. And, uh, oh, hang on. Weren't there? Sorry. So, Breaking last week, obviously, I weren't here. You read out those uh, comments. Didn't yes. You? Yes. A chat from India, a chat from New Jersey. Obviously, we've yeah. got into hand right now. Have you got any more? Denmark. No, no. <laughs> That's why I'm saying it now. So, yeah, oh, no, I read them out last week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Sam read them out mm-hmm. last week. Just give yeah. us a shout. It boosts our ego a little bit, and it's mad that yeah. people uh, live in Mars and listen to the podcast. That Indian one was my favourite one, by the way. The lad who lived in India. That's class, isn't it? He DM'd us on Instagram. Hello there. Yeah, a, yeah so just... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh god right okay well let's hope the football continues <laughs> and we can still go and watch it <laughs> well we're gonna stop that it's getting silly. oh excellent right okay we'll say goodbye to Harry Ansel hashtag Dubai life see you everyone see you next week <laughs> Seb's had a beer and he yeah Seb's had a beer 100% Seb's in Red Roof I think he's going to Jeff. you, you don't get out much bless him so he's having some oh dear me and uh, it's a goodbye from Jack Williams ta dazzle as people in Dubai oh come on and it is a goodbye from me goodbye find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk Sports Social Podcast Network.